Here's a story from The World. President Biden is in the northeast U.S. today, surveying the flood damage from the remnants of Hurricane Ida. In many other parts of the world, it is the opposite situation, drought, which has gripped parts of the Mediterranean down to some of the oldest farmlands on Earth in Iraq and Syria, where a dry winter and widespread irrigation have pushed water levels on the Tigris and Euphrates rivers to record lows. Aid groups say about 12 million people are affected, as Duri Buscarin reports. Mohammed Fawad, a cattle rancher, was just two years into a venture to bring affordable milk to his hometown in Iraq's Anbar province, when, seemingly overnight, the cows started dying. We have brought doctors, even from Arabia, to look at the cattle because they were uh, okay and they will suddenly die the next day. He explains the situation through a translator. They found that because of the drought, the water that the cows were drinking had become so salty it was poisoning the livestock. There were a lot of uh, people who invested in this project, like more than uh, $350,000 of uh, damages. And we had no support from the government, no compensation. Fouad had to sell his home and now works in construction back in the city, trying to pay his debts. A few hours north, in the district of Sinjar, Kasim Ali Azdo says it's become impossible to grow water-intense vegetables like eggplant because there's no humidity to help the seedlings grow. The melon crops, they were ruined. Even the roses, they had insects. And there were insects on the beans. I've never seen this in my life. It's a common refrain from drought-affected farmers interviewed by the Norwegian Refugee Council, an aid group that warned last month that a, quote, total collapse of the food system for millions of people is imminent. You know, we hear stories, same sort of stories. People are desperate. Samah Hadid works for the organization. She's the head of Middle East Advocacy and temporarily based in Erbil. On a Skype call, she explains that bankrupt families have left their farms to find jobs in the city. Hydroelectric power plants, which run on river water, have stopped working, creating blackouts even for people who aren't farmers. And when the river is lower, it concentrates the pollution in the water, making it undrinkable. They're spending so much money on drinking water, and now they just plan to leave these areas and desert them because they just can't live on these lands anymore. This drought, the area's worst in decades, is a phenomenon that is happening more often and more severely because of climate change. But the low levels in the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, Hadid says, are also due to upstream dams in Turkey, which are releasing less water than they normally do. Turkey itself is being hit by the climate crisis and low rainfall, that it really is necessary that Turkey releases more water into those rivers, because millions rely on those rivers for their water sources, their crop production and agricultural production as well. Turkey has built more than 500 dams in the past two decades, which to the Turkish government is a mark of prosperity and development in the arid southeast. But officials from neighboring countries claim that Turkey is using these dams to hoard water and not release enough of it downstream. Turkish officials reject these claims. Every time Turkey is trying to explain that Turkey is not using the water as a weapon. Water as a weapon. 
That's Dursun Yildiz, president of the Ankara-based Hydropolitics Association. He says most of Turkey's large dams are hydroelectric dams, which do carry environmental impacts, but don't necessarily consume a lot of water. To him, the bigger issue is that there are few clear agreements between the countries on how the water is shared. Efforts to establish rules in the past were unsuccessful. I'm not saying all these things to blame the neighboring countries. I mean, what I'm saying right now is that now we have no time to lose. This region has always had water shortages, Yildiz says. But things are likely to get worse from here, without serious steps to make the region's water systems more efficient. But that may come too late for many of Iraq's farmers. In Nineveh, Mohammed Ibrahim Hassan says whole swaths of his wheat and barley crops have failed. To adapt, he digs deeper wells, tapping into groundwater that likely won't replenish itself for generations to come. He says that in the past, the water levels below ground would drop about three feet a year. But today, it'll drop 15 or 20 feet. Still, they keep digging, an investment few farmers can afford. I wish you could come and see it, he says. You might think I'm giving you an exaggerated picture, but I'm not. For The World, I'm Dari Buscarin, Istanbul.